Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous. You're listening to The Darren Green Show. Right here. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of the Darren Green Show. I'm your host, Darren Green. I'm joined with my lovely co-host, Derek Dahl. This is episode 151. We're holding it down. We're also on Bego. Shout out to our Bego listeners. We had a little for the Bego listeners, honey, because they was they was they was here for this atrocity that we that I tried to start with the show. But uh, we're here. We're back. We're back together. I see that there was a lot of listeners last episode. Thank you so much. That you know, it, it amazes me how. You know, we we left for like two months. We said you said that last episode, like, yeah. and I looked at the numbers before um, today, and I was like, oh my god, like we really got some, we got some core listeners up in here. Like, I'm really, I'm just, I, I, I can't explain. It's amazing. It's us. I'm now look at us. <laughs> I'm doing everything I, you know, sought out to when it came to you know podcasting and recording and stuff like that. How's your week? My week was good. It went by kind of. Um... And we went kind of fast, but slow at the same time. Like every day just felt really long, mm-hmm. but the week went by really fast. Like I had a lot of new experiences. You know, I'm in the recovery mode on Instagram. Right. Uh, but for those of you who do follow me on my new Instagram page, Prince Derek Doll, uh, I dropped a new reel of me trying shark tacos. I seen on that. Wednesday. Yes, yes. My friend was literally. She came over. And we went to go out, made her go on the snack room. We was like, I have to get some snacks. We got no snacks in the house. Uh-huh. And then she was like, yeah. So she's like, you want tacos? I'm like, tacos? She's like, yeah, I got shark steak in the trunk. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Not shark steak. Why? Why? Was like, why do you have shark in your trunk? That's the first thing. And I had no idea they made shark steaks. But we went, got us some snacks. She got the little taco stuff, came back to the house. And let me tell you. hmm I have never been more pleasantly surprised by the taste of meat in my life. Okay. Lord. If you've never had shark meat before, it tastes like tuna flavored chicken breast. Oh, see, now I gotta try it. When I'm coming up there. <laughs> That's the consistency. It's like it's like giving chick it's like giving moist chicken breast. Uh-huh. But it's like you're eating tuna. That's what it feels like. And it it was delicious. We were we seasoned it with um uh, my boyfriend's um, spice, the heathen spice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had some slaw made with cabbage, carrots, mango, chili pepper, rice vinegar. Um, she had some other stuff, ginger. And it like putting that on top of the shark and having a little guac and some um, some crema. It was, it was everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I definitely will be doing shark bite again i will definitely be biting into some shark <laughs> so it, 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 it didn't remotely taste like fish sticks because i always heard a rumor that they said fish sticks was kind of made of shark they, they, they use some type of shark meat in there no fish sticks is made from cod that's like long john silver stuff no nah, i was lied to my entire life but anyway okay 
Because I could have sworn, I'm a, you know, I'm going to have an argument with my dad because he used to tell me that he put shark meat in, in fish sticks. Well, I mean. They might, but it didn't taste like, it don't taste like, it, don't, it didn't taste like a fish stick. It tasted like I was eating a chicken breast mm. or like a chicken. I was felt like I was eating a chicken taco with fish. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Like it was a fish flavored chicken taco. Not a, ooh. But it was good. Okay. It has like its own, and shark has its own kind of spiciness to it, to the flesh. So it's like, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Get you some shark. Okay. Some shark. shark week is coming. <laughs> Not yes. shark week is coming. Okay. So what I think we're gonna do is, I think every Wednesday we're gonna um, mm-hmm. we're gonna go and we go live, and we're gonna do a what's that Wednesday with like a weird food that we find, and we're just gonna cook and we're gonna eat and we're gonna talk and stuff like that. So it definitely opened the door for something fun. So I'm excited about. About that. Other than that, it's just been a regular, regular degla week. <laughs> what about you? Well, what's still going looking on in your world. What's going on in my world? Still, still working. Oh, well, not still working. Still looking for jobs. <laughs> not working, child. Not when I did. Um, still applying to places. Uh, I've I did something earlier this week. So I watched this show, Euphoria. This is a really popular show that everyone was talking about on Twitter and TikTok and all that. Um, it has a day in it. Really good show. Really, it's got a lot. It got a lot of drama in it. So I decided to like, you know, go on my TikTok and talk to my mutuals and was like, hey, we, you know, try to start up a panel. And we did just that this Monday, um, which was fun because I'm used to, because like I'm, I'm used to being a part of this like little YouTube group thing where we like talk about different shows with um, some other YouTubers that I know. But like, mm-hmm. I, this is the first time me actually hosting a panel of my own. Um, and it was, and went well at first it was a little like, I guess people, I don't know. I mean, these people are my mutuals on TikTok, And I think, you know, a lot of them were like a little shy and I'm just like, come on now. Like y'all, y'all be, but I forget in TikTok you're in your own little world. Um, right. but eventually like I had to break the ice and everybody was, you know, everybody was interactive and it was a good conversation. Um, and we're going to go. I saw it. Oh, you saw it. How, how'd you like it? Mm-hmm. Like How was it. my it was moderating? Fun. It was great. At first, I was like, "Oh no, this bitch trying to replace me." Let me just let me watch this real Ooh, quick. Wait, let me see what's going on here. But I can cute. never replace the doll. I don't watch the show, but um, it was good to see that kind of commentary. I like. I mean, it reminds me of like the one you did with Insecure. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's gonna be it's good to have that kind of panel. I may end up doing one with um, when Real Housewives of Atlanta comes back mm-hmm. um, for this season. I may end up doing a nice little. Like a situation. See, let me tell discuss, you. Like, it's it's. Listen, yeah. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna give something. Okay, I'm not expecting it to give everything. I'm expecting it to give me very much. Oh, they try. Not all they try. I'm gonna they need try. you. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Don't mm-hmm. come for Atlanta. They are the pioneers at the end of the day. But we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in it. Cause we're going to get it. We're going to get into that later. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think um, the panel discussions are very like when you have it with the right people um, and, it's good, and it's good chemistry, it, it's really, it's a really good conversation. Um, I love that. I'm very busy on YouTube now. Like it's like, I was like, I used to just post stuff and you know, hopefully if I'm lucky, it'll get some views or whatever. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm working on this. Then, then there's another show that I'm working on with my other uh, YouTuber mutuals or whatever. Um, um, it's it's really it's really good. I love this chapter in my uh, creative experience. But anyway, nice. let's that let's get into be. these topics, okay? 
Yo, what's going on in the world? I need to know what's happening out here. Child, we lost America's TV dad, Bob Saget. Now, I don't know. Did you ever watch Full House? I did. That's where the twins came from. Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh, not the twins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was found. Well, Bob Saget was found dead in his hotel room. And the reasons are unclear. Some people were suspecting drugs because he had a pass. Um, and others suspect COVID, but there's not really a clear reason why he passed away. I'm, I'm sure there is, but they just haven't found it yet. Um, well, there will be. They're going to do an autopsy. They do yeah. autopsy mm-hmm. when people be found dead in hotel rooms, especially when they have a past of being, you know. Mm-hmm. But they said there was no sign of foul play. So, ain't like somebody. So niggas dying in hotel rooms of COVID? Y'all not going to pin that on COVID. Y'all not going to do that to Miss Rona. Niggas go on vacation be like, damn, I. Niggas died in the in the bed in the in the hotel room due to COVID. Well, I mean, look, she ain't doing that because if he was on the verge of dying, I'm sure he would have been in the hospital. This man is Bob Saget. He he may not be super wealthy, but I'm sure he has health insurance and enough sense to be like, if I'm if I'm showing COVID symptoms, I'm going to the hospital. He was found dead in a hotel room. He was either murdered or he was on that shit, and it and it did his body in. Well, he may relapse. Well, people people are leaning towards that. Um, just, but I think I I find it annoying because it's like, okay, he had a past of doing that, but like, let's be clear, nothing is nothing is confirmed yet, but we will allegedly. find out. The truth. Allegedly, let me get that because because huh, we want to get sued, honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can't sue you. He dead. Oh, well. <laughs> and on that note, I'm just I was just sad because why we losing all these people like. <laughs> I know. Twenty. I was telling uh, my friend James. You know James. I was like, yeah. twenty twenty two is twenty twenty on heroin. Okay, mother is taking out everybody every mm. day. It's like up and boom. I'm scared. I'm scared. I said, too, if y'all don't bump, y'all better bubble wrap Morgan Freeman and James Earl Jones. Okay, bubble wrap their asses, please. Oh my god! I don't even man. know who's next in line. We done lost all our elders. Who who else is up there that we got? You sound like hip hop Harry. Who's next? Yep. Can you imagine seeing a reel or a TikTok where it's like the kids and they have like the face with like the people that's died already in 2020? Who's next? Yo. Oh my God. That would be so disrespectful. I may do it. It's going to go viral. But you I better not, honey, because if you get canceled, I'm going to have to be going to talk to HR. That's fine. <laughs> they can cancel everything except my cell phone stuff. So I'm still going to be back. Bitches can't cancel me. You didn't make me. I just came back. Can't cancel me if you ain't a subscriber. Ooh. Mm. Many words about it. They call this great. All right. Okay. Period. (laughs) Well, what else is going on, child? Well, Jamie Lynn Spears breaks her silence about the whole Britney Spears conservatorship situation. Now, the actress addressed her strange relationship with her sister in an interview with Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn Spears claimed that she tried to help and end her uh, sister's conservatorship. She said, in quotes, it's always been my sister's biggest. I've always been my sister's biggest supporter. So mm-hmm. when she needed help, I set ways to do so. Right. Right. She allegedly has some receipts for that. I seen the entire 11 minute interview. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of notes I have for it. Uh, she claims that she didn't want to be a part of the conservatorship and that mm-hmm. she removed herself. Right. From the situation, um, Brittany is saying otherwise. I mean, what was your initial thoughts to that? Because I, I think you're more, you knew, like, because I'm, I'm very base level with this. Like, I, I did the notes and stuff like that and the research on mm-hmm. it. But like, 
People, so I was talking about it on TikTok. People was like, "Nah, she lying." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> Who, Jamie? So here's the thing with Brittany, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm from Louisiana. Brittany, outside of I'm like this, outside of me and Little Wayne, Brittany's <laughs> our superstar, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I mean, I love Brittany and I support her, but over the past few weeks. I'm starting to think that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's still a little bit mm-hmm. of work that needs to be done. I don't think. Don't let these these uh Britney stands get in here, child. Because they can do whatever they want to do. Listen, it's just my opinion. Like, this is my opinion. Okay, <laughs> I think that Britney at this point, she don't care what like, what they're talking about. She's free. She's a grown-ass woman. She's going to do whatever she wants to do. She knows what her experience was, and she's been open about her experience in the conservatorship. Right. So now with everyone else being put on the defense now to defend themselves, they're going to say whatever they want to say. Brittany's response to it was that she was so sick. She had a fever, and she said she was grateful for the fever because she just did, she couldn't even find the energy to give a damn about what what Jamie was saying. She didn't care. Oh, okay. You know, that's what Brittany said. Brittany was like, <laughs> she was like, I had a 104 fever that I'm now grateful for because I didn't have the energy to care. You know what I mean? Damn. So I think that when it comes to their family business, whatever happened, happened. I think that Jamie, um, when you're dealing with someone who does have a psychotic break, so I do think that happened with Brittany. I don't think that she, that they just made it seem like she went crazy and um, they was like, oh, now it's time to grab all her money. I think what happened was she was in, she, she is the star of her family mm-hmm. right she's the 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 grand breadwinner right she's also the most public publicly known and so i think at a moment where this she has been in the family business for so long right when that was being threatened it didn't just threaten her lifestyle it threatened the family's lifestyle and so i think her father they went into you know <laughs> defense mode like we got to shut this down we got to make sure that she doesn't have access to people that will distract her we have to make sure we have that she's cut off from from things that will be damaging her she's making horrible decisions with the people that she's dating she's you know she's partying now she's like it was i, I feel like it was a it was overcorrection, right okay. you know like when you're driving and you're like hey you overcorrect the term mm-hmm. i think that it was an overcorrection from the family when it came to her to a point where it added more pressure and made her feel like a prisoner. Um, and so now she don't care what they think. She don't care about their stories. She was like, no, y'all bitches had me locked up. Okay, y'all wouldn't let me have my own money. Yeah. I couldn't have my own phone. You took all control from me and made me feel like a four-year-old. I don't care about y'all's story. Fuck y'all and everything y'all stand for. Mm-hmm. I'm living my life. And I think now she's she's like that. She's like that kid that was raised in a very sheltered household where as soon as they turn 18, they go out and do all the things. They do all the drugs. They go fuck everybody. They go to all the parties. They do all the reckless things. And that's the only thing I'm scared, scared of when it comes to Britney is that now that she does have this freedom is that she also is going to like get to the point where she takes it too far and it's going to diminish all of the work in her story. Like it's going to diminish you know, all the efforts from her fans to free Britney. And like, she's not crazy. She just needs to be free. And she's trying to share a story and people are trying to keep her silent. But the things that have been happening over the past couple of months since she has been free, I'm like, 
I don't know, y'all. I think it there has. Be, there still may be a couple of nuts missing from these or, M&Ms. Okay. You know I what think, I mean? So <laughs> no, but I think I think I think when it comes to Britney, she's another case in these you know really really big celebrities that never that grew up into this and never had mm-hmm. a life. Not not yeah. saying she didn't have a life. I mean, she never had like a regular life as a you know regular human being to go out and, and experience these things. So she's doing it now because she was mm-hmm. under that conservatorship for so long. Yeah, um, she's forty. Huh? Let it go. She's forty. Let it go. Yeah, she says she want to have another kid. Go do that. Be a mom. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I'm not going to Instagram. If I was Britney, I wouldn't even came back. So you feel like the so much. you feel I'm like free. the conservatorship never should have never happened, or do you think it should have? I don't think the conservatorship should have happened. I think that um, Britney should have surrounded herself with better people. Okay. Um, I I'm not a just I'm so conflicted because yeah. With me knowing, like literally my whole life, that I wanted to be in entertainment, right? I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. I knew I wanted to be an actor and a singer. And in my mind, I would want to be handled by people I trust. I knew that my mother would be my handler Mm -hmm. or someone in my family that I trust. I would want them to be in my innermost circle to protect me from outside influences or outside like threats or whatever. However, in this business, what you see is People who grow up in the business who are managed by their parents, at some point, there there is like this um, this blurring of the lines where right. the family forgets that they're employees, right? Um, they start making demands or thinking they're the boss or the managers like that, and that would be the issue for me. Like, no, you work for me. Your job is to make sure that I am good. Mm-hmm. That I'm getting what I want and what I need, and then me hiring other people in the business or hiring other people with experience to consult. There's no way that I wouldn't I wouldn't allow my own family the experience of being guided in this career. It's like, okay, if if I want my sister to be my stylist and she ain't got mm-hmm. no fashion degree, whatever, well, yes, I'm gonna hire a different stylist, but you best believe that my sister's gonna be there and be part of that process. Right. She's gonna learn. Like, see, I have a whole see that's and that that's another layer to the conversation. You get to you literally get to create a university around yourself for yeah. your friends and family. I'm different and, though. Like I would not want my family involved. It, it should this should this podcast go off and, and we're in in the stratosphere <laughs> and audio and you know, broadcasting and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I'm hiring people. You get what I'm saying? Because I, you know, it's it's business and pl- business right. and family. And... But not forever. But my thing is like, it ain't have to be forever. It's like, no. If, if this is what you want to do, mm-hmm. then if I'm in a position where I can put you in that space, I'm gonna put you in that space because now you can eat forever. Think about Mary Mary's sisters, uh, their sister Google, mm-hmm. right? Google, I think she sings now too. But like, she was a stylist. Like, she was the one that styled them. And then as they got bigger, she got other clients. Mm-hmm. And then she, that's her thing, right? So, okay, you get, you get what I'm saying? Like my brother, my brother is a drummer. Like my brother's at Alcorn and he plays the drums. Mm-hmm. You best believe that once this album is done, and I, if I start booking live dates and have a live band, he's gonna be the there first. Yeah, one of the first people I'm I'm getting like, okay, I have this show, and I'm building my band. I'm calling my brother like Dominic. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Or Josh, like, come and play with me. Mm -hmm. Like, come play. Let's get this money. And because it'll put him in a position where he'll be able to meet other people and other artists and other opportunities and make his make make his money doing other things outside of just having to be stuck with me. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So that's what I'm talking about as far as building out their family business. Whereas, like, entertainment is our family business. We all have talents. Let's put let's position each other mm-hmm. and play chess. Let's get this money and going about our business so that we have generational wealth. Right now, sometimes when you have people in your family that aren't in that lane and just want to leech off of you, right, it right, shows, right. Mm-hmm. It shows up because they're part of the entourage and you don't even know what they do. What's their job, bitch? I don't know. They an assistant. They hold my cell phone and my umbrella, and they get paid, you know, four thousand dollars a month. Hell, couldn't no. be me, honey. I'm like, child, I uh-uh, nope, you. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that Jamie Lynn's book, I'm not going to read it, but I will read the reviews <laughs> and see what she said. They said, well, look, I looked on Radar Online. That's First of all, wait, because I looked on Radar Online. They said that book is leaked. And they said, the Brittany, yeah, the book, the whole book. They said they, they had a link and everything. I'm like, because it seems like Radar is really not cool with, with uh, Miss uh, Jamie Lynn, because they were saying, like, oh, she's a fraud. Is that she, they said, that Britney's ex-manager is threatening to sue Jamie and said that he has some receipts saying it. Cause she, cause she was talking about him too. Um, so he you, got, you think that she's just, you think this is just a money grab? You think she's just trying to make money off the situation now? I don't know. Situation? I feel like she's gotten a lot of scrutiny and I've, and I've heard a lot of people on all type, on all type of platforms say, Oh yeah. Um, Jamie Lynn Spears is, is very compliant. She was compliant. She didn't say nothing. She didn't do nothing. Complacent. Um, complacent. Yeah. At the end of the day, she was really young when this first started, when the conservatorship happened. Because wasn't she on Nickelodeon before she got pregnant? Right. So it's like, and she said, I was worried about, you know, having a kid at, at what, 17? So it's like, she wasn't in, I don't believe that she was involved. I think she could have been, my working theory is that the parents used her as a pawn because they had a good relationship and she talk was probably getting sister. information. Yeah, talk, talk to, to your, your sister, sister. and then come back to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's what I think happened. And if that's the case, do we blame her because she was young and impressionable? And she just, you know, when it comes to family, like I was talking to my best friend about this is like, you know, when my parents argue all the time when I was little, I would try to be neutral because I didn't want to piss either one of them off. Now I don't give a fuck. And I'd be taking sides, but, um, <laughs> they be pissing me off. I'm like, you know, you was wrong with that. Um, but like, yeah, no child. I mean, she was young. She didn't know what to do. So it's kind of to see your big sister, act that way and be like, yeah, fuck all y'all, this, that, and the third, but I, but I had your back. Like, you know what I'm saying? And to a certain extent. We don't know the full story. Um, Child, no this man, will update and we will update you. Like, if it's fuck me, it's fuck you too. Y'all go get my new book. <laughs> she she dropped, people dropping books and, and, and think, pe- child. Let them people make that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so prayers for Brittany. Prayers for the whole family because I think that it's very, it's, it's sad to watch them go through this because I, I never wanted or 
expected her to go down this rabbit hole where she would become a social pariah. I mm-hmm. thought that Britney was going to be that star that was kind of like going to keep it clean forever. Um, I thought she was going to be the Beyonce of our generation where you just, it's always just good news, always congratulations mm. for Britney. But it's sad to see that, you know, her life is taking this turn. And, yeah. um, you know, so we'll see what Jamie Lynn's book is given. However, on a, on a sidebar, she looks old as fuck. Okay. Honey, aging like milk. These Caucasians. Not these Caucasians. And if you Caucasian, we love you. Thank you for listening to our show. But they aging like bananas out here. That's why you got to mind your business. Ooh, not bananas. You have to m- <laughs> listen. When you don't mind your business, it shows up on your face. She is. Man, she also she's a mother too. But yeah, she she looks she looks older than Britney. It's just weird. It's now weird. she don't look now, Derek. They look old. <laughs> they she look, look old. old, yeah. But Britney definitely they they look. What uh, Claudia said, we look many, many decades apart. <laughs> right. Ciao. Um, so, yeah. So, prayers for the spirits, families. Right. What else is going on out here in this in this celebrity world? Ciao, Cardi B, ciao. Well, yeah, Cardi B and Tasha K, child. She, she had suicidal thought. Well, let's get into that. <laughs> As y'all know, uh, Tasha K and Cardi B has been battling in court. Because Tasha K was on her little show talking about saying that Cardi what? Not you. I thought you were talking to me. Um mm-hmm. saying that Cardi B allegedly had herpes or whatever and Cardi sued her for defamation, right? Uh-huh. While talking to the stand, while taking the stand, Cardi broke down in tears as she describes to the jury how she felt about Tasha K's alleged lies about her. And she even had thoughts. Of, she even had suicidal thoughts because of Tasha K's lies. She even said that she felt bad for being a mother, felt bad being a mother, this, that, and the third. Because I guess I don't know. Because in a sense, her, her child will grow up and one day hear about this situation. I get it. Um, that happened. In, that happened really recently in court. But the thing is, I don't know. Like I feel like I don't believe it. It's not that I don't believe it. It's just like. We know you was gonna win, which I mean, if I'm not invalidating or or um dismissing Cardi B having if she really has excuse me, she says she has suicidal thoughts. So that's what it was. I think from Tasha K though. From Tasha of all of the things that we have seen and okay. witnessed Cardi fight back through mm-hmm. since she has been a celebrity. This is the one thing. Somebody saying you got herpes. This, this and then they the already proved that makes they, you want to kill yeah. yourself. And they did. This. They did the test. They did the test. She ain't got it. So my thing is, I, that's this. That, well, this is the one thing. A lie. <laughs> this is the one thing. This thing. No, baby. When I read that statement, I was like, okay, good. Cardi has a real, a real PR team now. Like she's arrived. Nah, she's team. a real, not this a real is, PR team. No, because this is in. A, because it's giving very much entertainment theater now. And I, I listen, I am, I'm never going to discount someone's story. I've been through my own shit where, you know, if I told people what happened, I I, threat, I, I felt like they wouldn't believe me. I think I posted this week that the guy that uh, sexually assaulted me um, when I was in college, he died last week. Yeah, and now I'm just seeing all these tributes and shit on Facebook. And I'm just like, this is weird and awkward as hell. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that people would, if I told them what happened, the response would be like, oh, that didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm not saying that when I say I don't believe it, I just think that considering the things that we have already seen from her, 
or seen how Cardi gets down in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like her taking this different route is like her having a good management team saying, no, we're going to play this out in court. This is how we're going to navigate through this. If you have a good lawyer or if you've ever been in, a, in legal proceedings, your lawyer will train you well on what to say when you don't understand. Because mm-hmm. your goal is to always persuade the jury to take your side. That's your goal. Every defendant or 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 right, plaintiff right. persuading the jury or the judge to take your side. And I think that with Cardi, her claiming that this has caused her like emotional distress and like using the baby, like it made me think that I shouldn't have been a mother. I'm like, for herpes? Tasha K did that? Tasha K has that kind of power? Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That all sounds good. I mean, it makes sense. However, I talked about this on my show, I think episode 149 or something like that. And I said that, you know, they were trying to figure out they, Cardi was getting tested. You know, they were testing it so they can show it to the judge and stuff like that just to prove that she doesn't have herpes. And if it proves that she doesn't, it, it will She's gonna sue her for libel. Not only sue her, but she was gonna lose Tasha was gonna lose the case. We found out we found that out. So it was like, why do you, why are you doing this now? Like we you have you're you are in good spaces in this case. So what was the point of you making starting that whole, you know, crying and talking about suicidal thoughts? Maybe that's what makes me think that maybe she really did feel like that. I mean, Cardi, we have known Cardi to be an emotional person. We know, you know, she she's a Libra. We kind of do get a little, but I don't I don't feel suicidal. But, you know, we get into our feelings. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Cardi, I, she's in good spaces with this case. So it's like, why did you need to do that? If, if it was if it was just being if she was just lying. So I don't know. I think I think she really did feel way. I think she really those are real genuine tears. It weren't crocodile tears. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I wanted to, I wanted to have this conversation because one of my mutuals on TikTok actually brought up a good point in that this will both show the human side of celebrities, but also this will drive others to sue bloggers in the future. This is like, Oh, Cardi did this shit. Oh, this person talked about me. Sue them. Defamation. I'm a little worried. There have been defamation of suits since the beginning of media, so I'm not bothered. And, and for the people, the social media people that are now concerned, it's the TikTokers who shouldn't be in media in the first place. You just lucked up on making something that was funny and then people started following you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll, that kind of ties into the whole Lisa Ray thing uh, later in the show, but okay. um, most of the people that are talking heads now have no idea how media works, no real idea about entertainment. They're just commentators. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting on the sidelines and commenting based off of what you see. What you see. If you're a person that understands how media works and how entertainment and media go together um, and what the legal ramifications are of reporting the news, then you understand what a defamation lawsuit, um, what a law, defamation lawsuit, what the grounds for a defamation lawsuit is, the grounds for a libel and a slander lawsuit is. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Tasha K right now I mean, loving her videos, and I think that she 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 rose over the last five years in the YouTube space. I think that she made a grand mistake by not reporting her sources and while also refusing to um, always maintain the space of these things 
being allegations and alleged, right? Not allegedly speaking enough. of them as facts, as firsthand information. You're not her gynecologist. You don't know if she has herpes or not, but it is being reported. And this is my source. Like any, any journalist, any person who takes reporting the news seriously understands to protect yourself and the integrity of your work. You always have to have your sources right. or you state this is my opinion. That's what separates fact from fiction. And we always say it's your opinions are fiction because they're not based on facts. They're based on your feelings. OK, and you can just make those up. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Um, but, yeah, Tasha K should have probably, you know, I don't know what this the ramifications are going to be. I think that Cardi testifying in that manner or saying that it's caused her emotional distress is not really just for this lawsuit or for this case to get dismissed. Or for I mean, not the case to get dismissed, but for this case to 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 be ramped up, I think it's actually setting setting up for a follow up case um, where um, for the next person, it's like okay, well, as a as an example for other media outlets who cover Cardi in a negative way, like this is what I did to Tasha K, I can do this to you. I don't think it's going to work with all the other celebrities, but Cardi for the past two years has been that way about bloggers in general. Remember, she was yeah. like, stop reporting on me. Like, stop talking about me. Stop bringing me about blah, blah, blah. And then even on your show, Darren, and it's come out of your mouth saying that a lot of these, these celebrities who get mad at the bloggers for reporting on them keep saying don't report on me but that's how you get your views like that's how you get more fans like yeah. that's how you stay in the public domain is because we're talking about you we're keeping you what relevant are relevant right and that's just part of it and i think that she got in the game and she rocked it in a different way um after love and hip-hop that i don't think she was emotionally prepared for like mm-hmm. there was nobody sarah down say bitch like this is about to be the ride of your life and there are going to be people who are going to say all kinds of crazy things about you, whether they're true or not. Your job is to continue to give them the art and entertain them. Is nobody right? telling her this? I mean, it, it takes a while. It clearly has taken her a while to get a good team to kind of guide her into being like, let's not be so reactive. Yeah. Don't jump on Instagram live and start cussing out people and telling their mama to die from HIV and all the other stuff that she was doing. Mm-hmm. Like. You're you're a you're a certified star. This bitch has diamond records. Like you're you've made history, music history. Like you have to carry yourself in a different way. And you're a mother of two. So with that, you know, she has to operate differently. Mm-hmm. And um if she's taking any advice from 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 Beyonce at all, take it to the courtroom. Okay. <laughs> like I ain't gotta argue with none of y'all. I ain't got to report. I ain't gotta respond to y'all. Uh-huh. I'm gonna take it to the courtroom and I'm gonna put it in a record. Anything she, Beyonce has to say about anything that's been reported about her, she puts it in her music. And then if she wanna, if somebody wanna sue, she take it right on to court and she send her lawyer and they do their thing. That is what I'm looking at Cardi for. I think mm-hmm. that this is gonna serve as an example for other bloggers who cover her, um, for them to kind of like tiptoe. And kind of walk the fine line and making sure that if you're going to report something negative about me, make sure that you have facts and make sure you can state your sources. Because otherwise, I'm going to get your shit shut down. And I'm waiting the, to yeah. see how this affects Tasha K. Yeah, because, honey, know, I mean, it's, it's your little crumbs, girl, compared to Carl. Like, it's, it's it, they coming for you, girl. Not not to sound like uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, but, yeah, we said this behind the scenes. You said, like, uh, people that didn't really go to school for this shit. Like I took mm-hmm. PR, you know, I know right. I, I read the, 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 the AP style book where, which has all the rules and regulations when it comes to writing. Um, and I know bloggers are not, they're not kind of 
you know, you anybody can have a blog. You can go on the website, make a blog. You can write some things. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, yeah. I do think that there needs to be some type of decorum. I said this on my TikTok video. There needs to be some type of decorum because eventually it's just, you know, I, I, we're going to see a lot more cases like this if people are irresponsible with their platforms. And as big as your platform gets, the more you're, you know, likely for this to likely happen to you. The risk, the risk, the more risky. And people on TikTok is so easy to get like a hundred thousand views on TikTok, and people just come out with these. It'd be slandering people. It'd be the new person that they slander every week, and it's like, okay. I mean, if I hope you, I hope it's factual because if it ain't, and they sue your ass, girl, the creator fund don't pay you that much. Right. I think people right now, it's like, (laughs) and it's kind of you know, it's also kind of getting disheartening that you know, for content creators who like. This is like our, it's not just a form of therapy, but like this is our art form mm-hmm. and our way of expression that the space is so open that it's become overpopulated with people who really don't have talent and um, they're unoriginal. Like a lot of these content creators are really just regurgitating things that they've already seen. Like a lot of the TikTokers, they just piggyback. Like I'm watching like everybody just piggyback and they're saying the same thing. He's saying the same thing. And this got the views and this got the, this will get the followers up. Mm -hmm. This is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, what are you bringing? What else are you bringing? Like, you're not even bringing a look. You're just bringing the same old argument, tired um, theories and and things like that into Mm -hmm. the space because you want the views and you want the clout, but you're not a journalist. You're not a, a, um, a media analyst you're not an entertainment reporter yeah you're not invested in um discovering new content you're not breaking any stories no one's coming to you with any information to add to any stories that are already out there because they trust that you're going to break it to an audience like you're not doing that i mean mm-hmm. i'm not what, what, what the, what the uh, meme say i'm not saying the girls aren't doing their thing but they're not doing, doing it, it. I you think that I mean? there, there's some people, there's most of my mutuals, because I don't follow about nobody that don't have no substance, but like most of my mutuals that I talk to um, that follow me, that I follow them, they they get it. They've been, like I've, I've interviewed some that, you know, they went to school to, they went to school for for their niche that they're doing in, in uh, TikTok. But I see those, I see these people on these apps and it's like, what are y'all doing? Like y'all starting beefs, that just, just to start beefs, like, because I think, with my demographic, like a lot of people, the name of fame on TikTok is to, you know, somebody get, gets somebody gets some kind of uh, case on them or there's some kind of allegations against them. Then you're going to you're going to like just railroad them completely without any type of facts or any type of tangible proof. I mean, sometimes they be right, but sometimes I'll be like, child, what you really doing this for? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. It's your bread and butter because TikTok, TikTok knows what, what, which, which videos make the most views, and you keep on giving it to them. But at the end of the day, like you, we all know what that creator front says, honey. We that that shit don't be a lot. If I already told you, I said the person made a million views on got twenty dollars for it. It's weird. I don't know. I think people just need to, you know, lay off it and and, and just start reading more. You know, right. there's the AP style book. I, I still got that book in my room. I don't know where it is. Right. Master your craft. Yes. I think when I go home, when I go home next month, I think I'm going to ship some of my college books back up here to Jersey so that I can. That may be part of my content. I may just go back to my media law book and like just start doing online lessons about like today we're going to talk about this and how you can protect your brand mm-hmm. from entering in the courtroom with these other celebrities, okay. um, you know, and how you can go about creating content in a way that is original, that is within the ramifications of the law, that is ethical, um, that will still get you the views that you're looking for. Like if you're just listening to other people's views, you're not researching, you're just taking other people's opinions and running with them. Because mm-hmm. this is definitely like, I will say this, social media has exposed our society for being a bunch of followers. Um, that, no, 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 you know, no, no shade to any of my followers on any of my platforms. Make sure you <laughs> follow me on my new Instagram page at Prince Derek Doll. But it's very much you're either a leader or a follower. Mm-hmm. Everybody's following something, right? And when you're a mindless follower, it shows in the work that you're creating because you can't, you're not creating anything. You're not a creator. So when you're doing that, you're putting yourself at risk of taking the wrong opinion yeah. or taking the wrong wrong information misinformation and and regurgitating it and therefore risking any platforms that you're on so i think that it goes to show like this is let this be a lesson to you like check your sources research and fine-tune your craft so that you don't find yourself in these courtrooms uh, with these celebrities because you're giving away false information on your platforms now, for those of you who are watching on Beagle, thank you so much for being here. Make sure that you share the live, double tap the screen. Make sure you follow me and Darren Green at Green World. Follow me at Prince Derek Doll on Bigo. The more you tap and if you join our fan pages, you have the chance to get experience tickets as well as VIP experiences um, right here on the app. Please send some gifts, some roses, maces, or some crowns. It helps us level up our rooms so that we can continue to create good content for you. Here now. You. We can segue right into this next topic because we were talking about influences, celebrities, and news. And I think that our all-white queen has some interesting words for those of you who want to be influencers in the social media space. So what's going on out here? What, 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 what's, the, what's the Snow Queen saying? I know you're not talking about... Uh... <laughs> I'm talking about Diamond, child. What, did, what, what, what Diamond said? Lord Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> the host at uh, Fox Souls Cocktail with Queens um, ripped Ari Fletcher a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, to, my, to my Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I think they all really kind of came for her, but Lisa Ray really nailed her. Um, so there was this viral video that Ari Fletcher made uh, being very dismissive of domestic abuse. 
I'm not even going to repeat what she said because it was disgusting. We all know what she said. It was just, ugh. Anyway. I don't know what she said. What she said, um, first of all, she said something about, um, oh, if your man ain't shooting you or if your man ain't, ain't, ain't with- Oh, yeah. Putting a gun in your head. Yeah. Man. like oh, it's yeah, like I remember that. That's um, some, look, I ain't going to lie. That was some high school. I ain't never want nobody to put no gun out on me now. But like, you know, that was some high school ass shit where people used to be like, oh yeah, you know, he, he pinned me against the wall, child, I want to drop my drop. Like, I remember there was girls that really used to say that shit. That was a kink. But you are mm-hmm. a grown ass adult and an influencer that influences millions of people. We'll get into that later. Lisa Ray made an interesting, ar- interesting argument uh, saying that influencers are not celebrities. She said in quotes, the younger girls that are looking up to these influencers and when you know that you have an obligation and that's the difference between real celebrities and influencers. Now, I think she has a point and she kind of doesn't because it because when we think about celebrities, celebrities like A-listers and B-listers and stuff like that, they're media trained. Okay. You you can't say this. They're they're trained. You can't say this. You can't do that to a certain extent because there's still celebrities that abuse their power, abuse their influence too. Um influencers they're about one. Huh? We were just talking about one. Okay. Um, but influencers don't have that. They they are mainly independent and in, you know, when they come out and go on live and, and do their videos, there's no one saying, Hey, maybe you shouldn't say that they're the last person that, that sees the, the post when they upload it. You get what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. so they check everything, which, you know, can be flawed. Do you feel like and this is like an argument that Nikita Dragon, that sis is punching the air every time. She said, influencers are celebrities. Do you feel like influencers and celebrities, are they two different things? Are they the same? Or what, what's going on? Um, influencers, some influencers are celebrities. Like, when you think about what it means to be a celebrity, the whole root of the word is celebrate. So there are influencers who are... Mm-hmm. Uh, highly visible and celebrated by their audience. Um, they are some that the influencers that get picked up by mainstream media. Right. Uh, I guess that's what Lisa Ray would consider to be real celebrities. And I guess in her world, in the time that she became a celebrity, it was be, it, you thought about celebrities being actors, singers, yeah. uh, people that were in the entertainment space who were put on main stream media or put on television or put on uh put in movies or singers who had record deals because these are the people that are being pushed by the machines are being pushed by mainstream media um for people to know and to see so they can sell the products that own like the um based off of the companies that push hollywood everybody knows that when you get signed by one of these studios or whatever you're going to be in a position where you're selling a product for somebody Mm -hmm. like for the beauty, you, you, the beauty industry, the health and wellness industry, whether it's going to be selling retail for clothing and fashion lines or, or, you know, all that stuff. Like when you are a signed celebrity to one of these companies that has ties to major corporations, then yes, you are a celebrity because you are forced on the public to be celebrated, to be followed and all that kind of stuff. Right. With the, with the advent um, uh, or the invent of social media, it creates and opens up a space where there are people who are, who can naturally and organically gain a following and then become relatable celebrities to their fans. The people that are influencers now, because you, 
one, a lot of these girls that they talk that that Lisa Ray is influencing, like, okay, these are Instagram models who we wouldn't have known anything about if they weren't dating rappers, right? Or dating someone famous. And then now we're watching them because we we feel related to them, right? Oh, look at them. They've got they found somebody that got money and now they're getting their body done and now they getting purses and now they're getting trips. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing them live this lifestyle that we aspire to, but we know they came from nothing. Like we know that they, you know, if it was on their own devices, they still they would be nobodies. So Lisa Ray is like generalizing I, a little right, bit. Right, she's generalizing, but I do believe that influencers, popular influencers, are celebrities. Mm-hmm. They're celebrities to their following. They're people that are celebrated. They're the people, and once you start getting covered by um, mainstream and or uh, black media blogs, you're a celebrity. Okay, if yeah. people are reporting on where Ari Fletcher is doing, if they're reporting on her in Money Bag, Money uh, Bag, yo, she's a celebrity. She's a celebrity by proxy because her man is a celebrity. He's a mainstream hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. She's a celebrity, and she, uh, and she, what does she do? She's a girlfriend. <laughs> that's all I know. It's getting it's real like, loving hip hop out here. But it's also like being a real housewife of Atlanta. It's like, well, I mean, they have jobs. So I mean, that was right. They're a little bit more. So it's like being. It's like being. Um, um hmm see back in the day the wives of celebrities weren't always celebrities maybe if they were white and they were like a couple that mm-hmm. were both like in the in the industry but for the most part if you were a celebrity you were an actor and your wife doesn't do that she does behind the scenes stuff the coverage was going to be on the person that's on the screen and then the wife or the husband does whatever they do in their regular life they're not really celebrities they're married to a celebrity now what we're seeing is that when you couple up with a celebrity bitch, y'all power, y'all a power couple, even though you may not have no power. So we're gonna be, we're gonna be nosy. We wanna see what you're doing. We wanna <laughs> see where you're going, what you're eating, how many diamonds you got, who are your friends? Where are you partying at? Because we want to party there too. This is a follower, follower society. It's about building the culture. And so the influences of today that are popping off of Instagram, we think about it, hell, Megan the Stallion popped off Instagram. Like we were watching her rapping on Instagram mm-hmm. and it created opportunity for us to like, oh, I want to go see her perform in real life or oh, her videos drop. Oh, let me go to her mixtape. It's become that place where celebrities are born. Through Lisa social Ray's media. From the, Lisa Ray's from the old school. She had to audition to become a celebrity. Yeah. Okay. Nowadays, it's like, let me just put myself out there and see who fucks with me. If they fuck with me heavy and they share my stuff and then other people can relate to me, then who knows where I'll be in a year. And then that's what the brands are looking for. Like, okay, you have a captive audience and you can sell my product. So Lisa Ray was wrong to say that. She was wrong to say that. that I think it was, I think it was, I think it was kind of, I get what she, what she was saying as far as like um, them not being celebrities in the sense that um, there's like this, um, this uh, um, implied obligation, right? I don't believe that anybody has an obligation to do anything. One of my favorite celebrities Rihanna said, I'm not responsible for y'all's kids. Like, I'm not obligated to raise y'all's children. My job is to create my art and do what I love doing and y'all following me, right? So my issue with what Lisa Ray said is about the obligation. We don't have, we're not obligated to do anything. Now, unless you're under a contract with someone who has a moral clause in it or who has like, has it like laid out specifically the things that you cannot do or the things that you cannot represent while representing their brand, that is where your obligation comes from. Your obligation comes from what's on black and white, what's in that contract. A lot of these social media influencers don't have contracts. They're not signed to anybody. They're not under any agency. Right. They're not forced to take media training. They're not forced to learn about um, 
uh, ethics and but behavior. see that's where the problem lies then well, it's not a but it, well who says it's a problem like they're just being their authentic self if you're not media listen. trained and you say shit like the shit that she was saying that listen, is a problem girl, and girl, she got cut from her savage x Fenty because she was working because the whole story was she got cut from savage x Fenty. Because she said what she said, and Rihanna and the founder is someone who suffered from domestic violence. I get it. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, in her contract, does your contract have in black and white that now? If I know Rihanna, like I know Rihanna, her contract says we can drop you at any time for any reason. Okay, she's probably very much at <laughs> will. Like, girl, I don't like your weave. You out of here. Um, okay. If there is a moral standards clause in your contract saying that when you're representing the brand, this is the standard we expect you to set then you have to be mindful of that. And so it's very well within their rights to drop her. But I think it's a it's a lesson for her if she wants to be a professional in this industry that I do need to watch what I say. And sometimes you will say things that are controversial. And that's why I support and say, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't represent any of the brands that I work with. This doesn't represent any of the, the you know, past or future, um, you know, partnerships that I have and hope to have or whatever. That's her opinion. She said it. And then the consequences that come with it, it comes with it. It happens to us in real life, too. You know, there are real, real people who say things or do things and then they can lose their job. Yeah. You're not even an influencer, but you posted the wrong thing on Facebook and your boss saw it or one of your coworkers saw it and shared it with HR because they were offended by what they saw when they came to your page. And now you suspended or whatever, because you still represent the company. Right. Right. That's why I'm very clear now. Let me tell you something. Outside of this job, my hours are from nine to five. This is when I represent you. Anything outside of this building, okay, <laughs> has nothing to do with you. All and I'm right. not going to be held responsible for it. Mm-hmm. I look, I'd be looking in the um, I'd be looking in the handbooks now specifically for that because I'm telling you, you're not trapping me into this job. I'm here to do my job from these hours to these hours. After this hour, after this. Yeah. And I, I think I think for me, life. for me, just because you know, we're talking about ourselves, it really for the longest with this podcast, like I felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this because, you know, jobs is looking at it and this, that, and third. But no, I mean, it's the podcast. People looked at my TikTok and my Instagram and stuff like that is what got me to interview at that radio station. Um, but you know, I But it's also the nature of your work. Your I see your what you're trying to, to oh, oh. <laughs> your job is to give your opinion. Like, yeah. That's your job. That's yeah. your niche is giving my opinion. So mm-hmm. you can't fault me for my opinion if you don't like it. This is my job is to right. give my opinion. Have your opinion, but have it with caution. Okay. But the difference is, well, our reflection, we don't pay you to have an opinion. We pay you to sell our products. And when your opinion uh, when your opinion can cost us money, mm-hmm. we got to get rid of you. And that's what happens. You can't say that you work with Rihanna and then say some stupid shit like that about, I want my nigga to, to basically... Or, or your dude don't love you if you don't put a gun him. to you. I'm like... That's, I'm going to need you to blink people, three times. People have their own ideas of what love is. And, you know, maybe she grew up in a household where that was how her parents showed love to each other by being violent. I think there's there's a also there. It also creates a conversation about how we relive and ingest our traumas and then how they manifest in our real life and how we can misconstrue them as well. I grew up in a household where my parents said they loved each other and I saw them argue all the time. That's just how they expressed their love. They were very passionate people. It's like, well, no, that was an abusive situation. There was manipulation happening there. And somebody, there was a control dynamic where somebody felt that they could not walk away. Right. And so when you when you're able to have those conversations about 
these traumas that we have and how they show up in our lives, you can see it sometimes in what people are regurgitating or what, what's coming out of their mouths or, or what they say. Mm -hmm. And I think that she represents a sector of, of women who were raised in that type of culture where it was okay for them to have men who would do things like that uh, or being having a new, new complex where they wanted to be with the drug deal. They wanted to be with the thugs because they felt that they would be protected and get the right. street cred. And they, they're the Beyonce in the soldier video because I'm the bad bitch. And I'm a trap queen and all this kind of stuff. That's the lifestyle that she represents because she's a rapper's girlfriend who raps about those types of things. So that is the world that she lives in. So her saying something like that, doesn't surprise me and it shouldn't surprise anybody. However, when you're moving yourself in a space where you're going to be dealing with real money and you're working with multi-billion dollar corporations, right? And the spokesperson for that corporation is, is a, a survivor, survivor of domestic violence. You're being a dummy by letting some shit like that fall out of your mouth. You are totally fumbling the bag. Okay. Yeah. Throw a flag on the play. Okay, you have fumbled the bag. Please shut up. Take these pictures and post them to your Instagram because that's what we pay you for. That's, that's it. literally all you had to do. But anyway, that's 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 what it is. That's you know. But Lisa Ray ain't wrong. She just ain't right. <laughs> she ain't wrong. But she just ain't right. But she ain't right either. And that's why I said I was. It was to me. It was very indifferent. Like she's right, but then, mm, yeah. Don't generalize. Now, Wendy. Wendy. Oh, girl. <laughs> this one took me out because I had to read. I had to read that article like three different times. I'm like, what? She did what? I was like, you know how um, Oprah was in, in, in the interview with Meghan Markle? What? What? Right. <laughs> okay, so Wendy Williams reportedly got drunk. She got so drunk while filming her show in 2020. This happened back in like early 2020, you know, when COVID was like, it was here. It was, it was, it was here. And she had her show. Her show was like virtual was at her home. Mm -hmm. Um, well, according to the sun, uh, the alleged incident occurred in May, 2020 while she did her talk show. And if anybody watched those shows where she was doing it from her house, they like, were horrible. They were cringy. Like she was crying all the time. She was acting weird. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, is she okay? Like, I mean, I guess because she high. Yeah, I was like, oh, she was crying maybe because you know everybody was everybody was crying during COVID. Like it was sad. It was like we couldn't go nowhere. Um, and maybe that's just her way of expressing that. But after a chaotic, <laughs> right? After one of a one of their chaotic shows. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. 
Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. The manager and some crew members went to her penthouse to check on her and get this child. When they checked on her, she was look. She was drunk. She was saying vulgar language. She was stripping naked, okay. and someone even said that she was touching herself. Well, she was hot. She was at home, so she can do that. What's going on? She was at home. Now she was at home. <laughs> she probably had a psychotic break. I mean, after the whole no, divorce, that's what they like, said. They had to take her to the hospital. Has gone, Wendy has gone through so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that her her illness is taking taking um taking a hold of her mm-hmm. uh, the past year and a half, two years or whatever. And it's really sad to see. Um, but I also, you know how I feel about Wendy and how I feel about people that put out negative energy. You know, mm-hmm. that, it, when, it, when it happens to you or when, when it comes back around, it's just like, this is a really sad way to see Wendy Williams go out. Yeah. You know I mean, um, I mean, but I, and I said this when I made a video about it, I was like, so y'all knew, y'all knew this was going on, but, but why did this story break now? That's like, what I'm saying. But setting, then y'all had her set it up for her, for her not to return back to her show. Cause I know that I heard that this is the last season of the Wendy Williams show. Yeah, She's not coming back. She's not, she hasn't been renewed, but this lady is sick now. She's like literally ill. But why they why have her come back? There was a period in COVID when she actually came back to the show. And she, so, sis, was been having manic episodes. No telling how many there were during the time of COVID and now. And I think yeah. that you know, it's it's very. I mean, I guess you know the show the show must go on, but um, at what cost? Yeah, I don't know, but it does. It's it's very chaotic. Um, but you know, I was reading another article about this saying that it had already been reported that somebody had said she was touching herself. So it's like, um, I think she was high, honestly. She probably was high. I think she mm. probably had a relapse and, you know, that type of behavior. It was yeah. given very much, it was given very much. <laughs> not, not very much. Not not some oh, child. Oh. It was given very much that, and um, you know the fact that this come this came out two years later. It's like well, we already know what Wendy Williams been given. You know she done gave she did a whole movie about it. What's next, <sighs> buddy? I mean, God, y- and y'all I, let that lady. I said, God bless whoever showed up to that house, child, because they they done seen it all. I'm like, I mean, but she was also at home. So why are you reporting what's going on in this lady house? They wanted to like, check I'm on like, her. I'm like, they not y'all are not welcome back in my house. Y'all coming in my house, seeing me naked, touching myself. Did they? They, they, they had to call the cops and, and get the you know she had to go to the hospital after that. Um, and she was like really at that point when I guess when the people came to get her, like she got real aggressive and like with in cursing. Child, I feel so. I know, I know when people talk about oh you give out bad energy or she did she did all that stuff that she talked about and stuff like that. But like, I don't think nobody deserves this though. Like, it's what she's going through. I don't think she said half is like. Okay, well, hold on. Let me let me look into the history of Wendy. <laughs> she never said nothing that was that like like. She never had nobody suing her. Like not like like Tasha K. Well, she did say people had ailments. Wendy has definitely been um. Challenged. Well, never mind. Wendy Williams has definitely got some cease and desist. 
Like, girl, stop talking about me because you're just talking that bullshit up there. And I ain't got time for this. Like, just don't talk about me no more. There couldn't be a Wendy today because Wendy would have got sued this day and age. There could not uh, be. Wendy, a- Wendy from the radio? <laughs> but, you know, the difference is, the difference between her and Natasha K is that Wendy always had her receipts. Mm-hmm. Like, Wendy was a journalist. Like, she was a journalist. And she she had her receipts. These new girls out here that want to be YouTubers and bloggers and to YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, and all these things. Mm-hmm. These girls ain't got no degrees. They have no training. They don't know how to keep their receipts or get receipts. Nobody's coming to them with this information. They're just taking what they see online, somebody else saying, and running with it, whether it's true or false, mm-hmm. creating their own ideas and picking a side. That's what that's what the girls are doing now. They just picking a side and running with it. Ain't nobody researching no more. Nobody's digging into stories. Mm-hmm. Nobody's creating their creating new narratives. And some of them really aren't even trying to open it up for conversation around the issues that are that are underlying in these topics. Like mm-hmm. they're not talking about the fact of like when they're talking about Ari Fletcher or whatever, they're not talking about the conversation about, you know, domestic violence trauma and how that translates years later into you seeing that as love or right. um you know, and, and things like that, or taking the, the Wendy Williams situation, and we're just reporting on that, but not talking about the effects of drug use and right. talking about the other conditions that she has and how this can affect your life. And we're literally watching this woman decline, and the media is breaking a story. And I think that's so true. That's, that's so true what you're saying. It's like people aren't, and the people on TikTok love saying, oh my God, nuance, nuance, nuance. But like y'all not bringing the nuance. And I think that one thing that I learned when I was taking one of my internships, especially the one in the WBAI, when I talked to one of the managers, she was like, you know, the thing about making like a segment for a topic or anything that you're doing as far as radio and and any type of content, really, like Mm -hmm. you talk about it, but then you also bring something else that's that mirrors it. So we can bring nuance to the conversation instead of you just saying this happened, this, this and that. And and this person said that and that person said this. And this is what I think. No, Mm -hmm. like, this is this connects to this because blase 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 right. and it's yeah i try to do i really do try to do that with this show and and it's it's i see a lot of people like i said last episode there's so many people with the fancy mics and the cool nice good setups and saying bullshit you know it's somebody said somebody said yo <laughs> They always try to sit there and say, straight black man with a podcast, red flag, red flag, red flag. Lord, listen. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all y'all make it, y'all giving podcasts a bad fucking name. <laughs> like, just go back to y'all's house and just, just stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. But, but people, I mean, people listen, are addicted to numbers. Bag, people people are addicted to numbers and subscribers. and stuff. I had to check my damn self. I'm like, you, you don't look at these numbers for a whole week. I don't do that. I don't look at the numbers. I, I look at the numbers the day before I come on the show because I want to see the full week's, you know, progress of our show. But I used to look at that shit every day because you're so addicted to it and, and it and it growing and this and that. I took my subscribers off um, YouTube because I don't want to look at that. I, I ain't worrying about that right now. I'm worrying about making some good content and that's what it's about. And I don't went off on a tangent. <laughs> Let's come back to us. No, making good making good content is important. Yeah. Because we're about to get into some some really good content, child. And I don't know if you got the notes up right now. I want you to read what I said there. I got the notes up. 
Miss Portia. Portia Family Matters. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why Portia uh, try to fight that man mother? <laughs> um, I mean, really? Listen, I think that... Mm, so, like I said, Portia has a lot of work that she has to do, and it's kind of sad to see mm-hmm. that she's kind of being... She's getting the villain filter in her own show. Um, well, I mean, which is actually kind of... Actually, that's kind of cool, because... She that means she always has room for redemption, um, but they have a they they have a real bad way of communicating with each other, mm-hmm. and I think that there is a toxic type of relationship between Dennis's mother and Portia because being the mother of a son, listen, when that's a mama's boy, like the mom is always gonna have her opinion. Mm-hmm. She's always gonna want to protect her baby against some other woman. Like that's how women are. They're just catty. And so when you're the woman that birthed this man and you're the woman that birthed this man's baby, like if y'all don't love each other, you're going to hate each other. There's usually no in between. Like I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen it be like, oh, I don't care about her. And I don't care about me. And we just cool blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen that. It's either I love my daughter-in-law or, I, you know, or I love my mom-in-law. Or I love, you know, my, my children's grandmother or I hate this bitch. <laughs> and I think that they're in that space because of... Dennis being portrayed in one light on television where in her in his mom's mind, well, Portia did the same thing. She cheated too. So why isn't why isn't she sharing the blame on the failure of their relationship? Mm-hmm. And you know, so she's just kind of trying to vindicate her son. But Portia's like, no, your son is like, it's like, we're not doing that. And then you keep trying to defend him. And this man brought a whole nother, a whole nother woman to this retreat for our family, which would be focusing on the nucleus of our family. Right. So I think there was the back and forth. I don't know if she was trying to fight her, but I think that Portia asked them to leave and they could have literally left another way. Yeah. Why come that close to her? Like, why do you even have to go that way? It was weird. And why did the and mom come over? Like, just leave, girl. Like, well, you ain't never got to ask me twice. Like, and why leave. was Simon so calm? Like, I would have definitely been like, uh, hey, yo, hey, bro. Like, back up. What's, you saw Simon got up and he went over there to make sure that, hold on. He, he he came he hold protected Portia like he, he, hold on. <laughs> He's like, listen, we're gonna do this another time. We're gonna just this is it. For but the but P- Portia through the first hand. Why is you swinging at people? What I have we it's learned about- in the past couple seasons of Real Housewives we, of Atlanta? We have learned that Portia got hands. That's what we have learned. That anybody can get it. So, but. She, Portia also only does that when she's provoked. We don't know what the other angle was or what happened. All we saw was Portia, and we saw Portia, a camera, mm-hmm. and Dennis, and commotion. We don't know what happened. We won't know until Sunday. Now, what we can talk about is I'm concerned about these numbers. Oh, Lord. I'm concerned about these numbers because Portia, love you, love you down. Oh, wait, the numbers aren't good? But sis hasn't broken um, a million viewers yet. The season premiere peaked at 869,000 viewers. Mm. And they got lower. With the 777,000, 630,000, 620,000, like it went down. And then it picked up episode before last. I think that the drama, 
That's what she's saying. Like the drama brings in the people because we want to know what's going on. This last episode brought in 740,000 viewers. Does um, Portia yeah, have I'm some not, type of creative control over this show? Because I want to. She's an executive producer. Yeah, I don't know if you. Well, you do know that scene—the scene where they was where she told nobody to say nothing about it, and then mm-hmm. the producer told like, that she was that. And got told that she told her told him not to say nothing about it, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a show, and I understand that you know some people don't want to make it about the drama. The reason but, they don't want to talk about it is because it was going to go to the place that it went at the dinner. Because remember, Portia decided she was going to talk about it and talk about it at the dinner. When she was like, I don't want to talk about it. We're going to go meditate. Let's not talk about it. Like, let's just move on and do something else. But the producer was like, no, this happened. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And they rapped. They was like, okay, well, we, we can go. Right. I was like, you know, okay. So it's like, it's, I think this is just like accountability. And like, I want Portia to just take accountability. And if you're going to be in this for healing, then be in it for the healing and do the work and be open and like don't try to hide and conceal things. And it's it was crazy for me to watch it after knowing that she sent a text message out telling people not to talk about it on camera. And then the scene with them on the bus, but she was like, Oh, that's just been our family way of like things happening and then us just sweeping it under the rug. I'm like, girl, no, you that's, that's the a broom. problem. That's a problem. Right. Girl, you was holding the broom. You got the broom. Yeah, it's just a lot of it's a lot of inconsistencies with Portia. I've been saying this for the longest, and I'm so glad that people are starting to see it. Now I'm not gaslighted no more because I've been saying this shit for years. Portia, Portia is not like the bad guy per se, but she's not no angel. And I've been with saying that she start a lot of shit. She's like she was definitely that it girl growing up. I'm telling you, they it, it was all about it. Probably was all about her. Like she's one of those family members, one of them cousins, like. Even her own cousin, like, because one of her cousins came out and was like, yeah, I was asked to be on the show. I didn't want to be on it because I didn't like the way she was moving. Oh, well, I mean, she's entertaining now, so it's different. And they don't got to like it. It's like, bitch, I brought you on here so you can get a check. Come get this bag. Don't, you're fumbling in the bag. You're fumbling in the you bag. You got to like me. You're fumbling in the bag, <laughs> sweetheart. What is right. wrong with these people? Send these bags to me, Lord. To me. Some yeah, people, some them. people, some people yeah, more into them, integrity. Send it's it's an me. integrity thing. Send the bags to me. <laughs> Are you long lost Porsche cousin? Okay. <laughs> look. Child cousins come from everywhere. Her and that other cousin look like they about to get into it. The, uh, the, the heavier set one? Probably. Because I feel like she was a little bit too much Team Dennis. But I think Lauren is Team Dennis too, and it's kind of weird. That it's well, weird. They all are kind of because like this. She's this is the man that she was wanting to marry, mm-hmm. and um, you know she had a baby by this man, mm-hmm. and they were there to see their relationship. And so Simon just came from nowhere for everybody in her family. So of course they're like, you know, you didn't got us used to this man. He's been around for like two years, two and a half years, and then you got this new man who was supposedly married to one of your co-stars from Real house. What is going on, girl? <laughs> This is right. very much mess, and I don't want to be a part of this. This is this is looking real. This looks like buffoonery. It's given very much buffoon. And her getting her own show, at first it was supposed to show about, you know, because remember when they were, were filming, she was like, oh, no, it's going to show about, you know, you know, co-parenting, blah, blah, blah. And she wasn't going to expose the situation with Simon, but 
that's the it became the most interesting thing. Like, girl, yes, you got to bring Simon on this damn show. We got to we got to get some understanding about where this man but came the, from. Exactly. How long you known him? But I think that the 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 pivot of the show changed, and I think that's why Lauren was the one that kind of um, took the lead in putting together this retreat because mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to be a retreat at first. It was supposed to literally be like if Porsche was on Real Housewives of Atlanta by herself, just you know, just seeing their family <laughs> life and. You know their day to day and how they, you know, work almost like what, what Candy and, used to do with with, yeah. them, with them damn shows. Um, yeah, all her fourteen spinoffs that only lasted for one time. <laughs> so it was like the Tuckers go to freaking skiing or something. I was like, what? What? Child, I was so tired of seeing the Tuckers do everything. Like, girl, I will say this: Candy makes did, a bag every season. Yeah, so how does she it? makes a new bag every season? So I, I, you got to give Candy her flowers. And she had the Candy Factory when it was like an American Idol. I'm like, girl, not you got an American Idol. Candy it's, is leading the girls when she, it comes to getting, yeah, getting, getting that the bag, bag, even though them restaurants. Um, yeah. But <laughs> charge Portia, Portia brings the entertainment, so that's the only thing I'm looking at. Like this is entertaining. And I pray for her, and I hope that she finds peace, and they, their family does learn how to communicate better, so they can get in a better space. But Absolutely. we're there for the drama. We're there yes. for the drama. We're there for the mess. We're there to see how each other, how they react to each other. And so, hopefully, the ratings will pick back up. And before the season wraps, I think she only has like two more episodes before this is done. She only had eight eight episodes. Mm. Um, and this is episode six that just came out. So, um, chop chop. So Andy it. can bring this back. Otherwise, she's just gonna be on. She's just gonna be on um, Bravo chat, Not b- and, and promoting that book. Many words about it. They call this great. All right. Well, <laughs> but we'll be watching. We'll be watching, and we'll be updating you on it, on the next episode that comes out with that. Um, yes, that's yes, all yes. I have for topics today. This was a very interesting and energetic show i love being on bigo while i do it i mean I, I would like people to comment more to you know get us get your reactions um but mm-hmm. you know next time is you know better thank you so much for listening i'm your humble host darren green and i'm prince Derek doll and this is the darren green show signing out bye y'all if you like what you heard please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button and give us a five star rating as always enjoy the convo Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.